Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. I didn't mean that. I know you did that. Okay. I mean, Doom scroll, baby. Let's do it. So I call him a bad word. Yeah, but he knows it's all in good fun, right? Once he dried the tears up, he always leaves the room. <laughs> and then he comes back and his face is red and he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But he's getting better. Shut up. Go yeah. on. You, you don't take as long when you step out anymore. I'm working on it. Uh, big news. The I would say probably the podcast that launched about a billion true crime podcasts, Serial, yeah. the first oh, yeah. season. Oh, Adnan? Yeah. yeah I watched that HBO Adnan documentary. Saeed. Yes, HBO later yeah. did a documentary about it. Uh, she's, I think, maybe done a couple of updates to the story, but I haven't really followed along. I did watch the HBO thing. That's the last I, I heard of it. Well, he's out of prison. Yeah. His lawyer was on the courthouse steps. She was talking about you know uh, his release and that obviously the victim's family still deserves closure and all these things. But it seems like there's a, f- a few reasons why he was let out, which I'll explain. And it doesn't sound like they're going to retry him. I, I, as a matter of fact, I listened to the updated serial episode, and she was making it sound like the chances are almost zero that they'll try uh, to you know bring a case against him again. Adnan Syed walked out to cheers and a scrum of cameras. No longer in prison after 23 years, but not quite free. Syed's conviction for the 1999 murder of Hai Min Lee, his former high school girlfriend, thrown out by a Baltimore judge at the state's urging. It's serial. One story told week by week. It's been so long since I'd heard her voice. It's so crazy. And, you know, I always wondered why she doesn't, why she didn't at least try and get more credit for the whole, I launched this whole thing, but yeah. maybe secretly there was someone else like, I was doing a podcast about the same guy and nobody listened to it. And then right. this NPR woman came along. But anyway, I mean, if you think about what would podcasting look like if she hadn't done that show would we have eventually gotten to true crime would dateline have become a popular thing i don't think my favorite murders right no, would have been probably, a thing. i mean right, most no. of those were were pretty close to the i don't even know what you and your girlfriend do for fun if that doesn't happen right like what do you listen to on road trips I, what do you guys do at home all you do is watch twisted sisters murder dudes yeah that's true that's true i th- there was you know I feel like it has impacted the number of true crime TV shows as well. Sure. But, I mean, it seemed like every other podcast, if not every two out of three for mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. was true crime. 
We should and still do My Favorite Murray, by the I way. I like My Favorite Murray. So what happened here is uh, he was tried when he was still a teenager, right? And there's some law in Maryland that they just passed uh, not too long ago that says if you were convicted when you were a minor and you've served that's like 20 or 25 years of your sentence, you're allowed to petition to see if you can be released. So apparently once that law passed, his attorney immediately filed paperwork on that. But also there's a new state's attorney that came in, and when she started looking at the paperwork, she had serious problems with this case. She said she used to be a public defender. That's, that's right. where she so she'd worked her way up. The, so she'd been, you know, defending people most of her career. Then she becomes uh, the state's attorney and she's looking through all the paperwork and she finds a couple of things. One is that apparently there was at least one, if not two suspects that they never really cleared, that they never followed through on. Right. One of them, according to Sarah, is already in prison for some other violent crime. The other thing was the cell phone tower data, which if you listen to that podcast, it was lots of information and the HBO thing. It got confusing after a while. Yeah. And apparently plenty of experts have come forward and said that cell phone data stuff was junk science. It was presented in a misleading way. It acted you know, as somebody, a, I'm trying to remember. I want to go back and watch that documentary again because it was like his car was borrowed by somebody else. Like he had a reason for it, too. And if you had a reason for that was the one thing that I read in the story. They were like, oh, that was junk science. But I was like, well, if you had a reason for it, why was it junk science? Uh, a Did he just for, come up? What, why his phone would have been somewhere or his car would have been somewhere, right? Right. So Because if you, if you were like, well, that's just not true, my phone would have never been there, then that would lead me to believe that that's true. But he had a reason. So was he just making up? I don't know. Yeah, and I don't remember the details. That's I was talking to Brooke. I need to go back and read it. It's been so long. But there was that guy who was like the main witness against him. And I can't remember that guy's name, but he was the one that said, okay, you know, is it Adnan? Am I saying that right? Yeah. He came to me and said, hey, you know, I've got a body. I I heard her. Let me show you the body. Showed him the body in the trunk. All those stories, which the story kept changing a little bit. But during trial, they said that the prosecution told the jurors, listen, we know this witness may not seem all that reliable, and we know that his story changes some, but it doesn't matter because his story is going to be corroborated with this cell phone tower data. But then all these experts came out and said that cell phone tower data was junk, if not just straight they up They also lying. said in that story that I read that the new prosecutor, mm-hmm. she said that, there's, that it's obvious that the prosecution and the original prosecution in this case withheld evidence. That's the final thing here. Is That's it, like a Brady I, that violation. I don't understand. Yep, there was a Brady violation, and when she was looking through this stuff, she's like, I don't remember hearing about this, and that's when she discovered that they did not turn over all their evidence to the defense. So they said, look, you know, we have reason enough to, first of all, that's a violation of itself, so he should get a, tr- a new trial for that, we petition. But then also she was saying, I don't think that today with the facts that we have and with the cell phone data... These know, are the things, and I know people get, but these are the things why we cannot have capital punishment. And I understand when people do things and it's clear and cut and we want revenge. I understand that. But there's too much of this. Yep. Too much of you didn't turn over all of the information. Yeah. Why? A, a, a defense attorney's job, this is just the way I see it, and I'm sure lawyers and scholars may argue with me, but a defense attorney's job is to try to get their client off. That's yep. my job. Yep. My job is to try to prove your innocence. A prosecutor's job and detectives and police officers, their job should be to find the truth. Right. Not... Just win a case. Close I get cases. why a defense attorney would be like, ooh, we stumbled across something, but we may not. That ain't something that we're really just going to talk about in court. They're going to have to find that. I understand that. I don't necessarily love it, but I understand it, right? Yeah. 
But a prosecutor's got to be like, hey, we ran across this stuff. That doesn't look good for us in court. you got to follow that. Yes. You have to turn it over and then try, then be like, hey, here's two stumbling blocks in our case, even though we think this guy did it. We have to figure out why these two things don't look good yep. and, and get to the bottom of it. And it may take us a little bit longer to prosecute them. But it's not about winning. Right. It can't be about winning for cops and prosecutors. It can't. It has to be about finding the truth. It's so infuriating and that's why one of the things that scares me is when you hear and i understand the 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 desire to go here but you hear people complain about look at such and such police department's closure rate exactly at 30 percent or whatever they need to get those numbers up and i think well okay i would like them to get those numbers up too for obvious reasons but if we say look you need to get that percentage higher then aren't we opening up yeah so watch the documentary on the baltimore police department right and i mean they had a lot of they had a lot of closure rate on there right and so I and don't Then they ended up having that. cops shooting themselves because they started to get in, investigated by the FBI. Yeah. Like, that ain't the way. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this case completely fell apart, Get you know, over time. And with the cell phone... Now, let's just assume, because we're supposed to, that this guy didn't do it, yeah. right? Yeah. How many years did he spend in prison for something he didn't do and his girlfriend was murdered? 20-some. Let's see. He's 41 now, and I think he went in when he was, like, 17. Just got uh, out of high school. Took more than, it said more than 20 years. So he went, it looks like in 99, or at least that's what it comes from. Most of all, the safety actual evidence was not known or noble to the cops prosecutors back in 1999. So 1999 must have been when they brought the case against him. And then it says that he served over 20 years. I, I'm very curious. It sounds like they know something about one of these suspects that they didn't clear. Yeah. And that they won't investigate. They claim, like, we're going to take a fresh look at this case now. And we've got, you know, some new eyeballs on it or whatever. But I... Who knows if we'll hear about it again, but I'd be curious to know, was something being buried? Was there a, a someone who looked like a pretty good candidate for this, but they already had their minds made up that they wanted, you know, Adnan to be the guy? And they're right. like, let's not start this thing over from the very beginning. We've already got him. Let's just... And the, the Brady violation stuff always makes me mad. Like, that's I the think they deal. think that they got the right guy. I believe that they believe that. I believe the cops and the prosecutors believe they got the right guy. And then they come across something like... In that other doctor, the five-part documentary that everybody watched for that, you know. The HBO one? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, you know, out at the, looking at those cars. I was like, oh, there were some tire tracks here. You just yeah. never mentioned it. Well, why didn't you mention it? Yeah. Because it went in the face of what you thought. You thought, and I get it, you may even have the best intentions. And your best intentions may be, this guy killed people. We need to put him in jail. But that's not the way it works. Yep. You have to follow all those leads, and you have to tell the defense about it. You have to. Yeah, and there's a quote here that says... Because uh, you could be putting an innocent guy in jail. Well, and there's too many cases where we know of, and not talking about this one in particular, but others where you've seen a documentary or read something about it where you know that apparently there were conversations behind closed doors where they're like, it's probably yeah. on the guy, but let's go ahead. And we know that people will do that. They have right. an incentive to do it, and we need to fix that incentive somehow. Of course, like... One of those is I'm running for a judge. Yeah. But while I was a prosecutor, I, you know, put 72,000 murderers away. Like, right. Well, right. Boy, when I start seeing those ads, I'm like, really? Yeah. Just to be honest, I'm like, whoa. Right. How many of those are legit? Exactly. I, this That's high a big number. number. Exactly. Yeah. I, that makes me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't you watch the Showtime documentary about the football player, I think, in Texas who was accused of possibly molesting oh. a team? And remember they that brought cop, on the Texas Ranger? And that cop was on the stand, and they said, what is, and I'm paraphrasing here, something along the lines of, what is the job of the such-and-such such police department? And he said, successful prosecution. Right. 
Like, wait, you just... No, your job is to find the truth. Right, find the truth. And then that Texas Ranger was like, nah, I think he probably did it. Why? He looked at porno that was aggressive. Right. What? Like, there's... That's not a thing. Porn names on Pornhub that aren't X-rated. You know what I mean? Well, even then, like, like, the kid was like, yeah, like a porn... Like, what? No, I don't want you going through people's phone phone and seeing what kind of porno they look at. Right. That's not a thing. illegal. Yeah, exactly. And and, and just... And that, that can't... That's not evidence. Right. Did you actually? Yeah, it's not evidence. So what just you masturbate to is not evidence that right. you did anything wrong ever. So they said here about uh, Adnan. The prosecutors today are not saying that Adnan is innocent. They stopped short of exonerating. Instead, they're saying that back in 1999, we didn't investigate the case thoroughly enough. We relied on evidence we shouldn't have, and we broke the rules uh, when we prosecuted. This was an honest. This wasn't an honest conviction. So then I think it's just the one episode that she did as the uh, update. Right. But, uh, you know, don't listen to that until you finish listening to us, please. Of course. P- appreciate that. The Church of Fatlow. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo! Yo! Good looking son of a bitch. Yeah, how are you? You ready to do I'm this? I'm great. Yeah, of course I am. We are about to finish Doom Scrolling, and Lazo, I asked you earlier what you think should happen if someone were to leave one of these big fancy tips, one of these tips that are so big that they leave a server that, that it ends up in national news. Right. We're talking, you know, I've seen a few of the 500 ones make national news, but once you hit a 1,000 or more, then it's definitely, that's a feel-good sure. story of the day. And it's spread everywhere. And there was a pizza place. Actually, this place is in um, Scranton, and it's the apparently one of the places that they used in the office. Like they ate there in Snowcone. You're hmm. the office guy. I don't know. Did they have a favorite pizza place? Did they talk about it? When I read this article, they acted like I should know from the office. Yeah, I remember him I going. Know. I remember him going to New York and getting Sparrows, Sparrows, or whatever Richard. it's called. That was the bar, and then the, it was the pizza by. Anton or yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is, is called Alfredo's Pizza. Yeah, Pizza by Alfredo or Alfredo's Pizza. There's two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they, wasn't there an episode where he went to New York and he's like, this is my favorite spot in New yeah, York. He went to like a Sparrow's. Sparrows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. I like they, Sparrow's, by the way. Is it still around? I was just going to ask yeah, I think you find it in a mall somewhere. I mean, that was like a staple at the mall. You sure. knew for sure that you could at least get that when you were there looking for the food court. Well, this is Alfredo's Pizza in Scranton. It was featured in The Office. A man left a tip there for a server. There's a $3,000 tip, okay? He later decided maybe that was too much money. I don't exactly mm-hmm. know, but he decided that he was going to cancel that payment. So I guess okay. he must call the credit card company and say, hey, I don't want to pay that. I wonder, too, if you say, like, I changed my mind, or if you have to say, I think they, I think they wrote it in. I think there's fraud going on I don't think you can say, here. I changed my mind. Right? I mean, just saying I, don't I think changed that's my thing. mind seems like a... A, a tough seller. You'd have to say, like, oh, I don't it was know a that. I think, though, to be honest with you, I have a lot of problems with my banks and credit cards, which, I, you know, I think are a scam in general, right? But I will say, if I call, I'll just name it, if I call Chase and say, hey, there's a problem with my thing, they're like, all right, good. We'll refund your card right now yep. and then we'll get into it. So yep. you could just say, hey, there's a problem. Uh, 
the problem could just be I changed my mind. Exactly. Well, and credit card companies are so much easier because they basically decided that's cost of doing business. They make enough money that if you say yeah. you didn't pay the three hundred dollars fine, but not at three thousand, I don't. Think. No. Well, and the other problem is if it's a debit card, even if it says Visa or Mastercard on it, then a lot of times you have to wait for that actual money to go back. You have to protest it, and then it can take time. If it's on a credit card, at least in my experience, they just go, "Oh, okay, we'll yeah. get rid of that." And you know, sometimes they'll say, "We should send you a new card because you do the old." Uh, yeah, someone must have gotten a hold of my card here. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, well, we'll send you a new one. You're like, oh, no, no, it's it's fine. Because the truth is, I know that I just had a few too many pops tonight before. And, and you have to tell them it's stolen. Right, you have to. Yeah, you have to say, like, oh, I So, guess like, I, at one stolen. point I said, hey, I want all new card numbers. And they were like, okay. So they sent me new cards with new numbers. And then some of the reoccurring charges came on. Yeah. I was like, how are they charged? So I called them. How are you charging my car with a new number? That's why, that's why I got new numbers. And they're like, oh. They don't really put your numbers in. They just have this thing, and it goes to your card. That way, if the numbers change, I'm like, so the only way I can stop these reoccurring charges, they're like, yeah, if you call them directly. I'm like, or tell you right now my card's stolen. They're like, well, yeah, that would stop it, yep. too. I, I told that's my mom ridiculous. last night. She got signed up for some car wash thing that's charging like 60 bucks a month. She's like, I don't know what happened. I said, call the number on the card and say, I refuse to pay it. I want the money back. She's like, well, but I don't know where this place is. It doesn't matter. Call the number on your card and say, hey, these people that are charging me. Don't pay them anymore and refund right. the money. And she did. And, of course, you can do it like at nighttime, which she did. And she's like, oh, that worked. I was like, yeah. yeah. But it's a credit card. Usually it's pretty easy to deal with. It's just waiting on that new card. So I don't know exactly what happened at Alfredo's here, but managers uh, said that they've reached out to this guy because apparently he had had some second thoughts about this $3,000 tip saying that there was some sort of misunderstanding. They were trying to communicate with this guy via Facebook, it sounds like, and then eventually he stops communicating with them. So now at this point, what do you do? You've got a server who thinks they got a $3,000 tip. The person who left the tip is now saying, I'm disputing those charges. So somehow you get this line of communication going like, hey, didn't you leave this tip? I'm sorry you think there was some sort of miscommunication, but can we figure this out? He disappears. So the pizza place says, well, we're suing you. We're going to sue you over the tip. The guy? Yep, we're going to sue you over this $3,000 tip. That's what we're going to do. And I guess, you know. Can, can you do that? Apparently you can, because that's what the yeah, story I think says. So. Yeah. A little bit over a month ago, actually, we received something in the mail that Eric was disputing the charges for the tip that he left. He thought somebody was actually trying to do a good thing, and then now here we are, what, three months later, not even, and now there's nothing to show for at this point. It's just a little aggravating right now. It's been causing a lot of nonsense and drama. Unfortunately, we had to file charges through the magistrate's office because now we're just out of this money at this point. He told us to sue him. So that's what we're going to end up doing, I guess. So if I go back to, like, it's been a while since I've worked in the restaurant business, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm guessing, and I did work in a pizza place, too. Uh, and I'm guessing, what did you say this was? Like Sal's Alfredo House or something? Yeah, uh, so it's not a chain. Alfredo's Pizzeria. So the guy gets a $3,000 tip. He turns in his ticket. Obviously, it's written. It's not cash. So then once it goes through... The pizza place gives the employee $3,000. Right. Then the credit card company calls the place of employment. They say, we're not paying that $3,000, but it already went through. Right. So they're, now they're saying, hey, there's a discrepancy. We're going to take that back. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Is how because that... when did the restaurant pay him? Did they just pay him up front? At the end of the night? Yeah. Right. Because okay, $3,000 well... seems like a lot, but maybe they were just like, hey, we'll pay you up front. Right. But $3,000 cash for a pizza place in Scranton seems like, you know, that might take them a minute to come up with. Yeah, I've wondered the exact same thing. Do you pay him as you're tipping out at the end of the night and say, hey, there's 3000 Well, I guess we owe you this. 
because you're just doing the books then? Or do you wait for that actual payment to come through? And how long does it take when someone runs their credit card and then you have to sign a tip amount on a receipt? How long does it take for that transaction to complete itself? Right. You know what I mean? How long does it take for that money to wirelessly be transferred to your right. business account or whatever that you're running this pizzeria from? Because I thought the exact same thing. Would they just... Say, well, we know that we're going to get this extra $3,000. So they or pay they you get up it? front? And then the credit card company, they say that they took it away. There's no way that would happen, right? We're like, hey, we paid you, but now you owe us $3,000 back. It, I, maybe that is possible. I don't know. I mean, what he said there is basically his main quote, talking about how aggravating it is it's caused a bunch of nonsense and drama. And they, they've had to file charges through the magistrate's office. And it says here that he hopes there is enough proof to get a judge to rule in their favor, but it doesn't change the fact that their feelings are tarnished by what was supposed to be something positive. says, I I hope Hmm. he owns up to his actions and comes forth and does actually pay. This shouldn't have been an issue to begin with, um, hoping for a happy end result. Yeah, I I, one of those things never really thought about. Certainly saw a lot of stories about these big tips that were being left, but I never right. heard of someone saying, I'm going to take that one back. Now, I could imagine. I could see it, though. Right. You have it. Like, I bet you it does drinks. happen. Absolutely. And as long as I was a bartender, I would have thought it would have happened, but now that you mention it, but it never happened. And this was on a. I've had a couple disputed where they're like, you know, like they signed it messily. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, I put it in the machine for 10 bucks, and then they would call my boss and be like, we tipped him nothing because he was a crappy bartender, right? Right. And my boss would be like, well, eh. It does look like a 10. Right. And I remember him saying that. Like, I pulled up the receipt. Looks like a 10. Like, I, you know, I can show it to you. And the people are like, ah, screw you. Right? And then you he's like, okay. What, but for 3000 I don't, yeah. you know, that would have been a whole different story. Yeah, because the restaurant's not just going to say, well, just, we'll Looks we'll like 3000 to, to me. Right. So, mm. hopefully we get an update and see if they actually win this thing. I don't know how long it takes for something like this. Maybe it'll be on Also, the maybe court. he didn't have the limit on his card. Uh, like a spending limit? Like maybe he didn't have the $3,000 limit on his card. Oh, 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 like when they went so to run it. So one of the things like when I through. would do when I was broke in, in tending bar, I would go to like another buddy of mine's bar where he's tending bar, and I'd order, you know, uh, a side of cheese, right? Yeah. And you put that in the credit card machine, and then, you know, it's 10 cents, right? Yeah. And then I tip 500 Right. Well, that comes out right now. It goes in. He hands me five hundred bucks cash, yeah. and now I'm good. I think they said that happened here. That they did get the money. I'm almost positive. If it wasn't this article, no wait. Yeah, here it is. Manager already said they didn't think it was real, but when the credit card charge went through, okay, so they, they were did singing get the money. praises of this guy. Yeah, um, they say Smith told them that it was a giant tip as part of a social media movement called Tips for Jesus. Tips for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Tips for Jesus. Hey. Books. Who needs them? Tips for Jesus. Apparently, that was a movement for a while. I guess. I just, you know, whatever. It's not a great name. No, they could use a little help. They could use some help with the marketing. And then you're like, really? Is it just the tips? You're just tipping for Jesus. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It just doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound great. Uh, Books. Such an outdated. I also think just the tip for Jesus is worse. It, it is worse. It is absolutely. It's worse. Right. So don't go to Slim for your marketing. No, no, no. I'm saying you're already too close. Uh, you know, so right. you, you were da- you were too close to that already. We need to move further away from that. Yes. I think you know. Uh, well, I don't know. We, we could workshop it, but just get rid of the tip of thing altogether. Uh, you know who doesn't like books. Me and Kanye. That's right. Also, when you said I hadn't read this book, I actually haven't read any book. Reading is like eating Brussels sprouts for me. And talking is like getting the Giorgio Baldi 
corn ravioli. Finally, he says something that makes sense. I finally agree with this guy. Yeah. Reading is like Brussels sprouts. Right. I don't read. Never read a book. That's like Brussels sprouts. Why would I do that? Talking. That's that's what's that's fun. Right. That feels good. Kings don't read. Kings talk. He that's didn't right. say that part that I know of. Didn't you say something about being a king with he's the gap thing? He's like, uh, who knows? Well, Snow Cone, he's your hero, and I know that you don't like he to is. read either because you prefer books on tape. I do like books on tape. So I'm reading think, right now. I know. And oh, you Snow are? Cone yeah. and Euro uh, talk all the time about how much they love Kanye. Yep. I can't get Euro to read anything. See? It's, it's a whole movement. I've Books never seen done. anybody scroll Reddit like him on YouTube and have the computer read it to him. Oh, the computer reads yeah, it lazy. He's like, it's just reading. He's like, I'm like, why don't you read? He's like, I don't like reading. Wait a second. Like, it does Reddit the. On YouTube. So you're saying that, like, it uh, does the huh. impaired thing where it's telling mm-hmm. you what's on the screen? Or just scrolls oh, yeah, through. I've done right. that. Mm-hmm. I've never tried. I've done that. Well, yeah. now I want to try. Too. You guys are like, this sounds like a life changing experience. Well, there's a website I want to read and I'm driving. I just put it on the. Go ahead and read it to me. They, yeah. uh, you know what? I have done that. Exactly. I guess. So I, he'll I do the same thing on his phone. I'll hear it reading to him. Like, you could just read it. He's like, yeah, all right. Or I could read it to me. I could eat Brussels sprouts too, but I don't want to, <laughs> and I'm not gonna. The Church Shop Laszlo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.